0: Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5'2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is. Andrea K.
1: Cuz I'm TNT. I'm dynamite.
2: Hello and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to be here with you all, even though I'm feeling a little less than 100% today right now. I don't know if I've got like a sinus infection brewing or just a straight up head cold. I hope it's not a head cold because I got the holidays coming. I got to get my feet on next week. Next week is Thanksgiving. Hard to believe it's already Thanksgiving. I mean, where in the stink did this year go? I'm um, glad to have you all joining me. If you're watching via Facebook Live, thank you so much. Please do share the video. Appreciate you all. Uh, Being here with me and, of course, helping me share this hour is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks.
1: Hear ye, hear ye. You are now
3: graced with the presence of DJ Carrot Sticks.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes. We are graced with the presence of DJ Carrot Sticks. For some reason before the show, I actually referred to him as DJ Dangerous. I don't know what makes him so dangerous. I don't know. Not that dangerous. Pretty safe. Pretty safe. But I tell you, who is dangerous? And she's coming up on the show to talk about all things dangerous. Is none other than my buddy Megan Barth from Reagan Reagan Bay. We got a lot to break down when she comes on because I took last week off to go and let life happen and just deal with some personal stuff. I get so busy all the time that just uh, you know a lot of stuff in my personal life gets to the back. So it was kind of like a staycation in a way. You know, I just needed a week off to kind of regroup, get some personal stuff done, and just kind of let <laughs> life happen. Um, don't know what that was, but that's okay. Um, and, and so during my staycation, I kind of deplugged. De- I did not have the news on once. And when I did take a peek, it was just same old, same old. We, you know, we've got a, a Republican who on the very last day, no way for anybody else to take his, his place. Here comes the drumbeat of female accusers, uh, more being caned. I don't know if these, acu- these accusers have any, you know, uh, truth to their stories, but what I do know is that there's a reason that there's a statute of limitations. And, you know, 40 years... 40 years and, you know, um one day and conveniently you're coming out. I, I thought, you know what, I, I I didn't even take the time to even look into these stories because of the timing of it stunk so bad that it was reeking. Shame on any woman who's, who sits on a story for 40 years and then specifically comes out at a time for political reasons. Even if what he did to these women is true, the way they've gone about handling it, is wrong. And I feel like I have a right to say that as a woman because I'm not only a woman but I'm somebody who was sexually harassed in the workplace and have been, you know, um, a victim of somebody trying to assault me a time or two. They didn't get away with it, by the way. So we're going to talk to Megan Barth about that and what's going on with more and what we can expect with that as well as the GOP tax plan. We got more. It's more Obamacare repeal and replacement crap. I mean, I take a week off, I come back and it's same old, same old. But uh, I've got an idea for this show though. Megan can't be with me the whole hour and I could use a little help from you all. If you want to chime in on any of these comments i don't usually open the phones up to everybody if you want to call in i would love to hear from you 888-344-1170 call in tell me what you think about more what you think about the gop tax plan what do you think about trump's asia trip somebody suggested that we talk about the successes he had in the asia trip i'd love to hear your perspective on that anyway going to take a quick break when we come back and we give my throat a little break here we're going to talk to megan barth and i would love to hear from you more andrea K. show coming right back up
5: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM
3: 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me for this hour. We got so much to get through. I was saying before the, sh- b- before the break that I was talking about DJ Dangerous, and I don't know where that name came from because he's more like DJ Safe. But you know who's dangerous and who always brings the heat to The AK Show? It's my buddy Megan Barth, Reagan Babe. Welcome to- back to the show, Miss Megan. Well,
1: thanks, Andrew. Always good to be with you.
2: OK, so we got a lot to talk about before the break. I, you know, I took a staycation last week, basically hung around Southern California, tuned out the news, um, I took a peek. And the, and what I saw was, you know, here we had again another Republican with some, you know, uh, what's the term for not there's the deathbed confessions. Then there's the late hour accusations that come in. Of course, it was it was conveniently or maybe not so conveniently timed. that These allegations came out when it was too late for anybody else to step into the ring in the primary in alabama um i want your thoughts on this i have not because i'm coming back off a of staycation i gotta confess i'm not really up on all these allegations but as a woman who's been a victim of sexual assault in the past and sexual harassment i kind of have a problem with women who hold on to something for 40 something years and then choose a political moment to air their allegations without time for anybody to um, without having to have the burden of proof and allowing somebody an opportunity to respond. What do you say about all this?
1: Well, to me, according to Hillary Clinton, and I'll just use her verbiage, these are nothing more than bimbo eruptions. (laughs) And according to James Carville, according to James Carville, see what happens when you drag a $100 bill to a trailer park? Oh, I'm sorry. Are we not in the right decade? Can we not refer to... Uh, alleged sexual assault victims as bimbos and trailer trash anymore. This is how the Democrats treated the many victims that came forward during the time that Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas and when he was president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Generations of women like myself were led to believe that through the silence of NOW, which is the National Organization of Women, and the powerful attacks against victims that sexual assault or harassment was nothing more than a right-wing conspiracy right and i i agree with you because as a victim of sexual harassment uh, over the course of my uh, career uh, i did not wait 40 years i did not wait two years i took Mm -hmm. matters into my own hand and went to the proper uh, channels in order to report the harassment right uh, and so the, the the timing of this is reminiscent uh, of the last gloria all-red smear job uh, against donald trump mm-hmm. where just you know days before uh, his election or at least uh, a month before his election uh, there were the same bimbo eruptions where 11 mm-hmm. women came forward accusing him from everything from sexual harassment to assault And I find it interesting that not only does this have a sexual harassment, sexual assault angle, but now they're labeling Judge Roy Moore as a pedophile. Right. And as you were gone on your staycation, uh, Twitter was trending uh, Judge Roy Moore pedophile. Mm. Uh, And uh, I find that interesting because we have a seated senator, uh, Senator Bob Menendez, who is a pedophile and the fact that it's proven that he hired underage Dominican Republican hookers pleasure himself while he was in the Caribbean. But we don't hear the calls for Senator Bob Menendez to step down from the Democrats, nor do we hear for the calls of Senator Bob Menendez, the pedophile, to step down from the Republicans.
2: Right. And so, you know, the, the Democrats circle the wagons around their perverts, rapists, pedophiles, and the Republicans basically circle the wagon around Democrat rapist and pedophiles, and then the slightest whiff, and they call for the resignation. And to me, um, the reason for that is, and I'm very disappointed that Ted Cruz pulled his support. Of course, Mitt Romney didn't surprise anybody when he came out and said that um, – uh, that the burden of proof that, you know, that he believes them and that, that there doesn't need to be in this situation. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but basically that it, there's no such thing as, as the requirement of the burden of proof at this point and that he's guilty just because of an allegation. And what it really smacks to is that we, the Republican establishment, President Trump faces two opposition parties, one of which is seeing an opportunity as in cahoots with the left to try to stop the make America great agenda. They know that if, if they can stop more from getting in, then they can stop the agenda from going forward. And that's what it's about. And, you know, this is this is about the McCain's and the Lindsey Graham's and all the establishment, the, the swamp dwellers wanting to maintain the status quo. What do you think, how do you think this is going to play out?
1: Uh, Well, it's a little bit late in the game, and I I, I understand that Judge Roy Moore is fighting back. I do Alabama radio twice a week and have for a couple of years. And as you know, uh, radio listeners are voters, uh, especially conservative voters. And we saw what the Alabamians did uh, when it came to the primary between Judge Roy Moore and Luther Strange, whereby Mitch McConnell poured $30 million into the campaign in Alabama behind Judge or excuse me, behind Luther Strange. And the Alabamians basically gave a big red middle finger to the swamp, including uh, McConnell, and elected Judge Roy Moore. Judge Roy Moore only spent $3 million. So, you know, Mitch McConnell is out $30 million. He He lost a race that he wanted. Uh, and uh, I always judge a person's uh, actions rather than the words. The reaction is the tell. If you play poker. Uh, You know, you you watch body language, you watch the reaction and the initial reaction from the swamp, like McCain, uh, like Romney, like McConnell was based on these allegations. He must step down. Well, that tells me that it's 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 basically trying, like you said, to protect the status quo. John McCain had allegations levied against him. Uh, Allegations Uh, of having having an affair uh, with, I believe, a staffer or someone on Capitol Hill. Did he immediately step down? And this is the excuse me for interrupting, but
2: was that before after he called his wife the c word in public? Uh, You know, I don't know. Oh, Okay, yeah, quite the quite the (laughs) quite the man of of, for women. Okay, carry on. Right, right, and and so uh, if we now are going to uh,
1: retreat. Uh, as a, As Republicans, for every allegation of the in the politics of personal destruction, which is the Democrats' moI modus operandi. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we are now just going to retreat from every allegation and withdraw from races, then of course the Democrats are going to be emboldened uh, to use Gloria Allred and any other woman uh, who may want to come forward and uh, make allegations. Yeah. So and, 2018 is going to be a very bumpy road if we're simply just not going to fight and lay down.
2: Well, it and, you know, it's I've been saying for a long time that the the Republicans and the refusal to fight was not based on fear. This isn't about fear. It wasn't as though they didn't know how to push back against the media or they were too scared to push back. And Trump now showed that in 2016 how to fight against the media and how to stay strong amid these personal attacks. They it, no, this is this is not they are not fear based. They this this. These are Republicans who do not share the limited government, put America first, individual rights and individual freedom and free market uh, agenda that... that President Trump has no these are people that that believe in big government believe in in um, uh, open borders believe in open trade and all that and they're trying to stop him it, because if it if it had been fear based in the past on why they always kowtowed to the left or why they knuckled under to smear campaigns and and to every uh, like in 2012 the Republican war on women uh, you know they if it had been fear based or that they just didn't know how to respond President Trump gave them the blueprint during the primaries and during the general election on how to handle the media and how to respond. You know, there were calls for him to step down during the whole Billy Bush tape thing. And he proved that you don't have to kowtow, you don't have to knuckle under to these leftist attacks, which should be clear to everybody now. And going into the 2018 midterms is that we really need a Steve Bannon, um, let's take down every challenge and take down every swamp dweller that is out there, because that is what's killing us. It is inexcusable that we have now one year under our belt and we have not, we do not have Obamacare repeal. We don't have Obamacare replaced. We don't have tax reform in place. We still have, you know, an influx of Islamic refugees coming here and no ability to vet. So going into 2018, how do you think it's going to play out?
1: Uh well the the leadership I think well number one, I think we need a change in leadership. But we also need to change the argument and put the Democrats on defense, which for some reason the Republicans just seemingly won't do, except like you said, when it came to Donald Trump. Uh when when if they want to talk about pedophilia, I'm happy to talk about pedophilia. How about Harvey Milk? They have a Harvey Milk day in uh, San Francisco. Uh, Harvey Milk, when he was 33, dated a 16 year old boy who ended up killing himself. Uh, If we want to talk about pedophilia, uh, not only Senator uh, Bob Menendez, but Anthony Weiner is never labeled a pedophile. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is never labeled a pedophile. Mm -hmm. And might I remind Kevin Spacey is never labeled a pedophile. Well, Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton, both traveled with Jeffrey epstein to lolita island jeffrey epstein is a convicted pedophile because he at that island would uh, pay for underage prostitutes from around the world to service his guests uh and then we have of course the double standard of bill clinton and i'm finally glad to see that the new york times believes Juanita broderick
2: finally because for
1: over 30 years Juanita broderick has been saying that she was raped by bill clinton but yet the press buried the story, uh, especially after his impeachment hearing. So when we look at the charges, whether it's sexual harassment, sexual assault, or pedophilia, where you will find most of those accusations and convictions are within the Democrat Party, but the press buries those stories. Look at what happened to Harvey Weinstein's victims. Uh, I think it was NBC or ABC buried the story because there wasn't enough proof, but yet they're first to print. Uh, Any allegation uh, as truth Against Judge Roy Moore,
2: and since when does the left care about pedophilia? Aren't these the same people that that support Roman Polanski and Whoopi Goldberg actually saying on public national television? Well, it wasn't rape, rape. You know, she, you know, the thirteen-year-old, as though you can, can consent to that. You know, these are the same people that that have pushed back against legislation that would put harsher penalties on you know rapists of teenage girls. So you know they they don't care about pedophilia. I mean, you know that that's clear that they don't any more than they care about women. So, you know, the, the left, I, I think that they've been proven that and the Republicans when this this first erupt of Hollywood has been such a force against conservative values against American traditions. They have done a brilliant job, and they did in 2012. And joining it, it, it being cohesive with the Democrat Party and destroy and, and, and labeling the Republicans as the ones who who hate women, and so all this stuff breaks with Weinstein and Hollywood and and all of that. And not one of them is coming forth and articulating it like you just did about the left and the truth about their treatment of women and children and pedophilia. And I don't want to hear any more this old argument about well, if your if your opponent is you know is is killing themselves, step out of the way. No. They may be on death rows, but you know what? There's still some life left, and the Republicans refused, refused to to put the put the death on them to to put an end to it. Just like they refused to put an end to Obamacare, they refused to put an end to the overtaxation that's happening in America. And you know where do we go from here? We've clearly got a Republican Party. We're going to take a break. We come back. I, I've got to get your answer to this, Megan. We have had. From twenty ten to twenty twelve to twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen, a Republican Party promising, 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 promising. They have out of excuses. They've got the White House now, both houses of Congress, and we're still not getting anything. Where do the voters go from here at, at, at this point? I want you to think about that question. We're gonna take a break and we come back more from the other side of the other side of the break with Ms. Megan Barth. Mm-hmm.
5: You're listening to the Andrea
3: K Show on AM eleven seventy The Answer.
2: Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I'm pleased to have with me one of my favorites and a fan favorite of the show. It's Megan Barth, Reagan Babe. For the break. I posed the question, what do we do? Where, where do we go from here? Because we've had every excuse now over multiple midterms and presidential elections of, you know, just, you know, give us the House. Uh, then when they got the House, give us the Senate. Then when they they got the Senate, it was excuses. Well, we need the White House. Now they've got all three branches, and it's, well, we just don't have enough. We need a supermajority in order to get anything passed, which isn't true because they don't have to follow the bird rule. What do we do, Megan, when we now have... We, there's no more excuses. The campaign promises were uh, repeal and replace Obamacare, tax reform to lower taxes on corporations and Americans, drain the swamp, lock her up, and, uh, the influx of Islamic terrorists and other than a travel ban that's kind of working kind of not, we've, we've pretty much got nothing. We've, the stock market is rallying, but it's basically, you know, in terms of the easing up of regulations and the hope of, of tax reform and the hopeful optimism of, of having President Trump. But we really haven't gotten any campaign promises fulfilled as we as we round out the first year and if and if it's clear that we've got a republican party that's not going to do it where do we go from here do we do we follow bannon and get behind him and support primary challenges and replacing them with true what we think are true conservatives or is it time for third party Uh, I'm
1: not a big third-party proponent. I think that 63 million American people spoke to the swamp by electing Donald Trump based on the promises that Donald Trump made. I don't think that the 63 million people really realized just how filthy and dirty and deep the swamp was. And so I see this attack against Judge Roy Moore also as an attack against Steve Bannon. Let's not forget who delivered the Russian dossier to the Democrats. That was John McCain. Uh, Anything to protect Uh, Their power they will do, and they will do through through destroying uh, their opposition, which are conservatives, which are constitutional conservatives. Uh, That is what the enemy is to a moderate Republican, and we have too many moderate Republicans. We need to fill the Freedom Caucus in the House. We need to elect more conservatives to the Senate. Uh, And we have a conservative running here in Nevada by Danny Tarkanian, by the name of Danny Tarkanian, who's also going to be supported. Far as I know, unless it's changed by Steve Bannon. And so Steve Bannon uh, led the MAGA movement uh, by supporting Donald Trump, by uh, creating a different narrative uh, for the American people to consume. And so I think that when we look at uh, future candidates in 2018, we need to assure that these candidates will support uh, the Trump agenda, uh, unlike the moderates who really truly support a big government agenda. And so I would follow Steve Bannon. Um, I have followed Steve Bannon for years. He didn't lead the American people in the wrong direction when it came to Donald Trump's presidency. And he certainly didn't lead the Alabamians in the wrong direction when it came to Judge Roy Moore. And so I believe that Alabamians will actually be more emboldened because of these attacks against their selected uh, candidate. Uh, Alabamians, the Democrats, and some moderate Republicans want us to believe that, you know, they're just one-toothed, bible clinging, gun clinging, you know, uneducated hicks. Uh, When, in fact, me being on radio for two years in Birmingham, uh, I can say that the absolute opposite is true. Uh, They're very wise. They're common sense conservatives they do love their bibles they do love their religion and they do love their guns and many of them are veterans uh and so we will see what happens on december 12th if alabama does give the big roll tide red finger uh to the dc swamp and elects judge roy moore but then what is the senate going to do because there are whispers that he might not be seated and if
2: that's well what well what constitutional well what constitutional authority do they have to do that
1: Well, that's a really good question, but they'll say that he doesn't meet the ethics and standards of the Senate. uh, Are you kidding me? There's ethics and standards in the Senate? Oh, (laughs) forgive me, but a seated senator is a pedophile by the name of uh, Bob Menendez, who still has not been asked to to step down Mm -hmm. uh, from his party or the Republicans. The Republicans are too busy uh, attacking conservative candidates.
2: Now, my uh, one complaint that I've said, not complaint, but my criticism of President Trump in the form of the biggest mistake that I think he made was Jeff Sessions and his appointment. And uh, shame on Jeff Sessions, I think because I think Jeff Sessions proved in the nomination process that he is a swamp dweller and he was so hurt. Um, With the with the accusations from his friends in Congress, and you know what? Anybody who's taking over as AG should not consider anybody in Congress his friends. The fact that he that he displayed that type of emotional attachment to anybody in Congress was disturbing to me. Then he turns right around and recuses himself and hands his lunch money over to the bullies to allow Mueller and all the corrupt idiots in the FBI and the CIA. To to run on a blank check to do everything they could to undermine the American people and President Trump on the basis of uh, of probable cause that was a phony dossier paid for by the DNC and Obama administration. We still have no investigations into that. Well, some people are saying, well, Jeff Sessions, he's directing some prosecutors to, quote, evaluate, quote, certain issues like the sale of Uranium One. I mean, I, is there still an Amber Alert out for Jeff Sessions' spine? He should have already called for a special prosecutor instead he's directing these these prosecutors to evaluate it, but they're going to report to Rosenstein? Are you kidding me?
1: Well, right, which is improper and an obvious uh, 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 conflict of interest uh, to, to hand this over to Rosenstein. Look, the swamp also has uh, basically taken over our intelligence agencies and our investigative agencies. One of the biggest mistakes Donald Trump did make, and I don't disagree with you, is hiring Sessions, who then consulted Uh, some ethics lawyers within the DOJ. Are you kidding me? There's ethics in the DOJ after Loretta Lynch and after Eric Holder used it as a political weapon. Uh, Where was he for eight years of the Obama administration? Did he miss Fast and Furious? Did he miss the secret meeting on the tarmac in Phoenix between Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton? And he thinks that there's ethics and people of ethics within the DOJ that are left over from the prior administration. Uh, I do have some information that Jeff Sessions was to be replaced and the offer was given to uh, Senator Ted Cruz uh, however Ted Cruz uh, did not accept the invitation uh, so I do think that uh, Jeff sessions days are numbered but who do you replace Jeff sessions with and how long would that nomination uh, we uh, take uh, how long would that nomination take uh, or or the approval of that uh, nomination? There is going to be resistance in the Congress now, and they will be emboldened because of their supposed landslide win in Virginia, which was a blue state. And so the Democrats believe they have momentum after Virginia uh, and after New York City, uh, and now um, as they try to destroy Judge Roy Moore in Alabama. And so we need a fighter in the DOJ that will fight on behalf of, uh, the law where law will be distributed equally. Uh, it doesn't matter what your last name is. And so now he's playing tiptoe basically. I'm like, okay, we'll review. We'll see. We'll do <laughs> I hear you, Andrea. And, and we have what we have because of Jeff Sessions. We have a Robert Mueller because of Jeff Sessions. Uh, yeah. there's plenty of conflicts of interest uh, but in order to undo this, the only way that this can be undone is to get a new AG.
2: Yeah, and and time is wasting. And I think Trump needs to just be bold enough to get rid of him. Because you know what? We're not accomplishing anything with him there. So what's the point? No. Even if the replacement takes a long time in the nomination process, well, you know what? At least we'd be at some point that, that, that we would end up with a new AG. And I think it would be a bold move. And it would it particularly is, you know uh as people are starting to I, Trump is not losing support but people are losing hope because they see that he's up against the swamp that is like you said earlier deeper and farther and wider with more more creatures than people expected and i think that they're looking for Trump to continue to be bold and if i was him i'd take the bold move trump can't do any right with the media or with with both opposition parties anyway so he might as well go with his gut get rid of sessions and take his chances and try to find somebody from outside the beltway that that was a mistake. Go to some U.S. attorney around the country who's eager to take down people who doesn't who who didn't spend time hanging out with Hillary Clinton and all the rest of them back in D.C. inside the Beltway. That's what I think he should do. And there, I think well, there's plenty of U.S. attorneys out there that would there, you know, or, you know, district attorneys out there that would be up for it. Well, according to Trump in a tweet yesterday or last night, uh, I believe from the
1: Philippines, he said he has a major announcement to make, time and date to be determined when he comes back to Washington, D.C. And maybe this is it. Uh, maybe he's finally made the decision to replace Jeff Sessions uh, after his 14 days abroad. Uh, that would definitely be the, the, a bold move and a big announcement, as he claims, because something needs to be done in order to restore our faith in the political system and the rule of law.
2: Well, yeah, because if if we... um Drain the swamp was not just some slogan that people chanted arbitrarily and in some meaningless fashion. It, the, the American people know, we see that every aspect of our country and our culture now, it's a, it, and our government is an us versus them. That, that, uh, you know, you've got the left yammering for needing social, you know, justice reform and all that. And the American people are going, wait a second. You know, we're the one footing the bill for everything. We, you know, average American citizens are, are being shaken down by the IRS. Uh, you know, uh, as as well as we're subject to all the laws of the land, while we're seeing Hillary Clinton and other people walk free after jeopardizing our national security, using the Secretary's uh, the state position as a pay-for-play scheme, you know, and, and, and the American people are just sick of it. They're sick and tired of the us versus them. They're sick and tired of working hard all day long, just to struggle to try to, you know, feed their kids and while they're seeing these elites run around working, you know, 30 days a year, and in up with you know uh, you know how do these congress people who have been career congress people for 40 years end up with mansions that cost 10 million dollars the american people are on to their game right
1: well, absolutely we are. And, and like I said, I think that the, the Arbinger uh, was Donald Trump, whereby he was the disruptor. Uh, he was the influencer. And, and the swamp doesn't like to be disrupted. And this is why you see the blowback. This is why you see the personal and vicious attacks against him and his family and anyone in this cabinet. And that comes from both sides. Uh, and so, again, I, I think that the American people are strong enough and they're smart enough in order to do what's right, whether it's in Alabama uh, Mm -hmm. in December or the midterms in 2018. But one thing that I can say is not only where is Jeff Sessions, where is the Election Integrity Commission? Uh, because, Because without election integrity, we will continue to lose elections by very small margins. Uh, and so we we need to um, basically put some pressure on this Election Integrity Commission. And right now there are 22 attorney generals or secretaries of state that have d- denied allowing their voter rules to be reviewed uh, mm-hmm. by this commission, uh, which if we would just uh, if we would just apply the law as it was written, not as a a federal liberal judge or a liberal attorney general interprets the law to be. If we just apply the rule of law as written, we would actually clean up the swamp at a much greater rate. Let's not Mm -hmm. forget that it was James Comey who read intent into the espionage statute when intent doesn't exist. Right. In the espionage statute, so he needs to be brought before Congress for lying to Congress, especially when it came to the fact that he had written an exoneration letter before fourteen witnesses, including Hillary yes. Clinton, uh, were tapped.
2: Absolutely, Megan Barth. I know. I know you got more, much more media to do today, so I got to let you go. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it, Reagan Babe. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I had forgotten about Mr. Comey. You know, he, you know, Jeff Sessions in his new an- announcement that he wants uh, some things to be looking in that—that's one of the things that Jeff Sessions is asking people look into. But is Rosenstein really going to do anything with in- any information? We need Jeff Sessions need to be needs to be fired, and so does Rosenstein. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to pick up the discussion about tax reform because there's some elements to it um, that really have people upset here in California. And yeah, I think we Californians have a right. Uh, to to speak up and push back against a tax plan that hurts us, even if it might not, uh, the tax plan might not hurt those and other states like Texas and Idaho. So stay tuned. More Andrea K show coming up.
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay, spelled K A Y E. Every- You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170,
2: The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Thanks so much for hanging there, in there with me, especially everybody watching and commenting on Facebook Live. Because this, I'm, I'm starting to feel worse by the moment here. So, I think what I'm going to do immediately afterwards is go to take a big shot of Theraflu and maybe, maybe hit the bed and get some rest. And, um, but you know, uh, speaking of rest. I don't know. I'm trying to segue here. The GOP is not exactly working tirelessly and without rest to fulfill their campaign promises, one of which is tax reform. And, you know, there are people out there with the latest tax plan. I guess the tax plan from the Senate got rid of some stuff that the House had because, of course, you know, we have both houses of Congress. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we have uh, one platform with which the Republican Party stands, which should be limited government and limited taxes on the individual level as well as the corporate level. When the tax plan came out that Californians and uh, that, that pe- well, people in general wouldn't be able to deduct their state and local taxes as well as deduct um, their mortgage um, interest, I can't remember what that term is, as well as their property taxes on their property. Cal- people in these liberal run states like California and New Jersey and New York, people are like, you have got to be kidding me. We cannot, this is just it, 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 too much pain. The whole point is supposed to be lowering taxes for Americans, not, well, we're going to lower it over here, but we're going to take away this deduction here, and so you end up paying more. And when, when you're in Southern California, where the average cost of a house in some areas in Irvine, the average cost of a house is a million dollars. One of the only ways that makes it possible for people to own a home in California is to be able to deduct property taxes and mortgage interest. And I, you know, so I had to bring my gal, Julie Mills Brennan, realtor extraordinaire in San Diego to come on and talk about this because, you know, I, I read an article written by a friend of mine who I'm not going to say because it's somebody that I respect, but But the article was basically critical of Californians for criticizing the removal of property tax deductions and mortgage interest. And it's like, that's easy for you to say now that you don't live in California anymore. But this is a really scary thing for us. And we need to be pushing back. So joining me now to talk about this is Julie Mills Brennan. Hey, Julie. Hi, Andrea. Okay, so thanks for being here. You know, I took a staycation last week and really stayed out of the news. And then I come back and I'm like, what the what on the taxes? I'm totally confused on what the deal is. But I'm still hearing that while the Senate bill is different from the House, we're still looking at not being able to deduct property taxes as well as the mortgage interest. What's the situation?
6: Okay, well, currently, you can, um, a married couple can deduct interest on mortgages up to a million dollars. So, what, they're, what they're, the GOP plan is, would be to cut it to 500000 So, basically... It's going to be cut in half, which, you know, is going to affect people in California and states that have properties that are more than or buy properties that are more than five hundred thousand.
2: And by the way, so, that may sound like to people who live in other parts of the country, like like that's the fat cats and the rich people. It's not the average cost of a home is six hundred thousand dollars, I think, in San Diego. And we're talking about a starter. We're talking about starter homes. We're talking about the you know um, two bedroom one bath small homes that there are still in need of fixer upper. Where you know these these right. are, these are not the wealthiest Americans. Okay, the no, wealthy in no, Southern California not. are are paying ten million dollars for homes. Right, right.
6: No, I mean it's it's a big blow because I mean it's going to cause it's going to deter a lot of people from wanting to move to a different home. I mean it could buy up. I mean they're probably just going to stay where they're at because they're not going to be able to afford paying the the difference i mean it's it's or not getting the benefit of the difference i should say um the the cap of the local property tax would be capped at ten thousand. so that's that's going to have an impact too i mean basically it's really going to affect the really the high end parts of the 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 country yeah Uh, and it's it's actually it's uh, you know did you realize that it saved the government 77 i mean it was save, saving 77 billion by by not by by them in keeping this um, in attacked, you know, I mean it's 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 a huge benefit, so it's it's going to be a huge blow, especially to Californians.
2: Yeah, it is, and you know, it's not selfish of Californians to say, um, "Hey, Republicans, this isn't a good plan for taxes. This is not tax reform to stick it to people like this, unless they're going to reduce people's you know personal income tax to such a low level that it, that this there's not going to be a blow. This isn't going to hurt anybody, and they're still going to be better on the other side. And nobody's been able to convince me. I've got two tax. Uh, experts that come on the Andrea K. show and nobody's been, and neither one has been able to convince me yet and, and run a scenario for me to prove to me that anybody who owns a home of $500,000 or more in, in San Diego County or California is going to be better off of this new tax plan. And if you cannot convince the American people, they're going to be better off. With losing critical deductions, whether it's, uh, regular state and local taxes deductions, these types of real estate deductions or, uh, medical expenses. If you can't convince people that your new tax plan is going to have them better off without having those deductions, then, then, then stop. Do nothing well, instead of hurting you're, you're people. Right. You're right, but it, this is going to affect – the idea is that it's going to
6: affect people that that are higher-income people, and so they're not going to be hurting as much because they're, they're, the, the idea is that if you can own a home that's more than $500,000, then – you're doing pretty well. So, well, but, I mean, that, but see,
2: that's, that, that's what they're, that's what they're, that's what they're right. focusing on. Well, right. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're feeding in and fostering uh, the elitist, the um, identity politics game of, and the notion that um, the government should be, have the right to decide who's, uh, you know, who's, who's allowed to keep enough of their money. And if they think you've got a certain amount of money, it's basically feeling as though our income and our money is not really ours and the government gets the right to decide, you know, Know who's how much we're allowed to keep, and if you've got X amount or you can afford a $500,000 home, then the government's got a right to t- it's no different than if somebody they were to say, Well, you know what, you don't really need four cars in your home, you don't really need three cars, two is enough. So we think that we're we're gonna we're going to take that third car from you, and we're going to take take that, and we're going to give it to other people. It's nothing but feeding into this false notion that our profit right. property is available for the government for the taking. And home ownership, to me, maybe it's the Southern Scarlet O'Hara into me. But I've talked about this many times on the show. This is the quintessential American dream. Don't be messing with our ability to own a home. How about That's cutting true. some spending?
6: that's true however you know keep in mind too this 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 is only going to affect people that are buying a, a home now I mean if you already own a home that's, nothing's going to change so and, and you know what I mean honestly I'd rather them I'd rather see this than them do away with it completely that's because true. that's what the liberals want to do they want to they want to completely get rid of it which which that would be just devastating I mean I, I'm not happy with the proposed you know what's going to I mean it sounds like he wants to get it in before Christmas so yeah it's just, it's it's I'd rather i take that rather than, than nothing, honestly. Because that'll well, really hurt yeah. most of the kind. Of-
2: yeah, it would, and but I know lots of people right now that are continuing to scrimp and scrimp and scrimp and save. That are renting right now, and you know rent rent is going up, skyrocketing, um, and people are paying you know three thousand, four thousand dollars a month for for nothing and scraping and for a down payment and hoping that with people like you helping them, first time buyer programs and different and different programs that they'll be able to get into a home. And this this is going to make it harder for them because they're doing an analysis, going well with the deductions, the net effect of, on my my monthly you know, expenses this and, you know, this, this changes it for them and it, and it affects the industry. Uh, but you said it doesn't affect anybody who currently ho- owns a home. So if somebody owns no, a home right no. now, they'll get to continue to take the full property yep. tax deduction. They'll be grandfathered in. Yeah. Okay. So
6: they'll be able to. So that's a good thing. But that's why I was saying this is going to deter people from moving up. Possibly. Yes. You I know, mean, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to take a, it's just going to affect you financially if you move up, if you're especially if you're going to go big. <laughs> yeah, because that's
2: yeah because when you it, if you're one of these people who after the bubble got into a home at a great at a right time bought a foreclosure property that was inexpensive and now you've got all this great equity and you're like great maybe I can get out of this you know get out of this neighborhood and maybe get closer to my in laws or whatever and I can or, or go to something bigger because we've been cramped in this small home now you got to go well gee you know am I going to be able to afford that maybe I'll just stay here and remodel or maybe I'll just stay here and just. Yeah. You know, live with what I've got. And, you know, so, you know, it to me, I don't like social engineering with taxes. I just don't like it. Um, I don't like the impact on the communities. This, this is
6: Trump's plan. I mean, this is it's kind of it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's like the, this is their offset to what the, you know, it, in lieu of taking it away completely. This was their their idea. And they think it's going to help with um, the middle class and the lower class. They think it's going to help
2: them. Well, then I think they need to understand what the middle class is because it's it's, – $500,000, $600,000 Five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar homes, and this affects the middle class in California, and that may be shocking to yeah, people. Yeah, you're who, right.
6: You're right. It's true. And in, in in California, that is the middle class. But when you look at the rest of the country, it, you're right. It's it's all relative. It's all you know, depending on where you live. But we we need that. We need to keep the this mortgage in, interest deduction, no matter what, just because we we pay so much, like you said. Right. So I mean, it, it will kill us.
2: It will. So please. On behalf of me and Julie, call your congresspeople in San Diego. Call Congressman Issa. He's a great guy. He's been on the show. Please call him. I know he's in the House. He's not in the Senate. But, you know, he can, you know, start calling your local congresspeople, your your House and, and, and your senators, and, and put some pressure on them. And tell them this is this is not the solution because, you know, hurting, you know, you think it's okay to hurt people because, oh, they're in California, New York, or New Jersey. Well, you know, um, I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Julie, how can people get a hold of you?
6: Uh, 619-992-7113. Thanks a bunch. Thanks for being here.
2: You too. Take care. All right. Um, Speaking of San Diego, I don't know if I have much time to get into this, but I got to give a hat tip because, you know, um, you know, there's so many moving parts to to issues that are going on. It hasn't been that long since we had a radical Islamist Islamic terrorist mow down a bunch of people with his with his truck. In New York City. When was that? Was that two weeks ago, three weeks ago, DJ Dangerous? Somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Well, you know what? After that happened, guess what's happening here in San Diego? Did you know that we've got, thank, hat tip to Jim Brown for this story uh, here, and did you know that the San Diego City Council honored the Hamas-linked Council for American Islamic Relations, CARE, the unindicted co-conspirator, by the way, um, uh, in the Holy Land Foundation trial, is being honored with a day of appreciation here in San Diego? Isn't that fabulous? Yeah, me sick. Yeah, this was sponsored by David Alvarez, who is the proud member of La Raza, which is the uh, what I consider to be a racist group. Uh, La Raza, standing for the race, I've been saying for a while that there is an a blatant, intentional partnership going on with the left and radical Islam. And what do they have in common? Oh, people tell me, well, the left are Marxist-socialists. They want to remove God from state, and Islam is a religion so the two aren't compatible. No, Islam and radical Islam and the Sharia pushers of care and the Muslim Brotherhood, it is a political ideology that hides behind a so-called religion. It is a political organization, and when America wakes up to that and stops allowing them to bully us under the guise of religious protections, we might actually start getting a foothold in the fight on radical Islam. Instead, what we've got is we've got the left wanting to partner with them because what do both the left and the political movement, the political ideology of Islam have in common a centralized government with total control over the American citizens. There is much more in common between the left and socialist and Sharia than most Americans are aware of or even willing to acknowledge. And it is ridiculous. This is San Diego is the has been the test case for where they're trying to get Sharia compliant school systems on board under the false guise of anti bullying.
0: I was going to say the thing they have in common is they both hate America.
2: Exactly. Yeah, they both hate America. They hate America, our traditions, our culture, our Judeo-Christian values that this country was based on. They hate everything about it, and you know that again makes them natural partners. So, um, uh, I I know I'm running over, but do I have another minute here in this segment? But. uh, clarion project is is another one that it's i've had pam i had pamela geller on my show a couple of weeks ago you know she's been a a force for pushing back against radical islam in this country clarion project and ryan Moore is another one they are reporting now uh and and the school system is the way in which the left has started indoctrinating when they took over our school system they that the school system in the media control the message and you control minds uh they Took over our school systems years ago with their anti-American stuff. Now they're combining the anti-Americanism that DJ Carrot Sticks is talking about with the indoctrination of Islam. Uh, The Clarion Project is reporting that um, La Plata High School, their homework assignment include, How did Muslim conquerors treat those that they conquered with tolerance, kindness, and respect? Really? The very definition of conquering somebody is kind of intolerant. It's kind of not respectful of somebody's culture. But this is what's being taught in our schools. We've got the San Diego City Council now um, saying Care Appreciation Day. We've got the San Diego school system pushing to be Sharia compliant. Well, There is nothing tolerant or respectful about Sharia, a system that subjugates women to being oppressed. Honor killings, female genital mutilation of 12-year-old girls. And we've got school systems in this country teaching that Islam is about respect. Uh, You know, um, one uh, teacher, uh, no, uh, oh, another teacher required that they list the benefits of the religion. We can't even have Christmas on a school calendar anymore in America, but yet we can have this being taught It's like one, one parent said, we can't discuss the Ten Commandments, but we can discuss the five pillars of Islam. And this is all across our nation. All across our nation. I don't know when Americans are going to wake up and and push back against this. I'm not hearing anything from the Republican Party about this. No, we're hearing Paul Ryan say it's just not our values to stop bringing in, uh, from, you know, Muslims from these Islamic and terrorist infested countries when we have no ability to vet. I don't know. I, 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 just, I, I'm just trying to continue to raise awareness. Maybe what I need to do is start going to some of these. Oh, by the way, when the San Diego City Council voted for this, because there was no opposition to it, there, there was no vote among the American, uh, among the citizens here. Maybe I need to start going to every city council meeting. Maybe that's what every one of us needs to do, particularly when it involves our school system, because they are pumping out anti-Americans, like DJ Carrotstick says. What do they have in common? The, it, among a, a few things, centralized government of complete totalitarian control over its citizens, it's anti-American. They are destroying the left and partnering with Islam as well as other, as other things are, are destroying every fabric of our society. And the Republican Party is going along with it. No, the Republican Party, instead of speaking out against this, is speaking out against Trump. I guess I only have a few minutes left. I guess it's time now for the awards show hero of the week and stink of the week now um i actually put it out there because i didn't have i didn't have any hero of the week or stink of the week nominees you have you have one for stink of the week do you not dj carrot sticks
0: well yeah um i'm gonna say the whoever nominated over at gq magazine whoever nominated (laughs) old kaepernick as the citizen (laughs) of the year
2: yeah Wow. Not
0: the man of the year, the citizen of the year. And I'm, I meant to look up what citizen meant, but I don't think it means to divide people and to, and to hate where you live and cause all this, you know.
2: Well, a citizen to me is somebody who is... Um uh, born and a citizen of that nation, Colin Kaepernick. I thought he actually de- denounced at one point being an American. I mean, and, and he's got a girlfriend who, who's a Muslim again. Uh, the left partnering with radical Islam and an anti American, you know, America is evil, uh, movement. But what has this man done? What has he done besides, you know, foster hate and, and division? Meanwhile, you've got the, the Texan, um, was it, was it, um, J.J. Watt? Uh, the football player down in Texas who, after Harvey, raised like $37 million. Hey, GQ, to me, that's a citizen of the year. That's somebody who didn't have to take his time and dedicate himself to his, to his fellow citizens. What has Kaepernick done for anybody except foster hate? GQ, I didn't even know that publication was still around. Now, um, I, it
0: won't be around much longer.
2: No, no, it shouldn't be. Now, some other nominees uh, for Stink of the Week did come in, in the late uh, moments before doing the show. One was Joe Biden, um, because in addition to being a groper, there's a picture going around. Everybody's talking about uh, more. Joe Biden announced he's going to run in 2020, and there's a picture going around of him grabbing his daughter-in-law's breast in front of a Christmas tree while his son is standing, his son and his wife are standing there. Any Republicans speaking out against that? And oh, by the way, I guess Joe also criticized the man who stopped the Texas church massacre in which babies were being shot at point blank range. Had it not been for a brave man who heard the shots and ran in with his AR-15 barefoot and stopped it, uh, it would have been an even bigger massacre than it was. And Joe Biden, I guess, evidently criticized him and said he had no business having a gun. Well, you know what the Texans have to say to you, Joe Biden, they are out running around and mass trying to get more carry and conceal permits because they're smart enough. Keep going with that, Joe Biden. I hope you do run in 2020 and I hope you still do criticize law abiding gun owners who stop massacres. I hope you continue to do that because the Texas citizens and the rest of America, we understand that you can't win a shootout with a bad guy when you're armed with a spork from Kentucky Fried Chicken. That leads me to my hero of the week, which was the barefoot hero who ran into a church risking his own life, probably having no idea how many were in there shooting, and stopped this massacre in its tracks. That is a hero, Joe Biden. And and the Republican Party should be honoring this man and holding press conferences and welcoming him and using this as an example of how how you stop these massacres. Oh, and the minute I have left, I think, DJ Carrot Sticks, you also had a runner-up to hear of the week. I guess President Trump was successful in getting those fools out of China, who, these Americans out of UCLA who ran around stealing everywhere. At
0: least possible 10 years of jail in China.
2: Uh, there's a part of me that wishes he had left them there. But it was they- uh,
0: Trump talking to the president of China or the premier of China and uh, the owner of Alibaba. The Amazon, uh, what's
2: that? uh, Oh, that's the Chinese, Chinese version of Amazon. Well, hat tip to President Trump for saving some idiots who had no business stealing from anybody, let alone Louis Vuitton and let alone in another country. They should be they should be and, and where are the families of these people and the left hailing him a hero today for what he did. Hey, thank you all for joining me on the Andrea K Show today. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you to my guest, Megan Barth. And Julie Mills Brennan. Thank you guys for helping me through this one. And I'm going to go and take my Nyquil now. Take care. Love you all.
1: I'm dying now.